You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Michael C., back with another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. And on this podcast, we talk all about the hot wife lifestyle, the cuckolding lifestyle, and in some instances, the interracial slash BBC lifestyle for good measure. And my objective with all of this is just to separate fact from fiction, pull back the curtain a little bit and give you all an idea of what really happens uh, with the people who are are enjoying this lifestyle. Uh, So what I have for you today um, every once in a while, I get to do an episode where I get to catch up uh, with a guest who's been on my show before. And uh, th- those are always exciting because I love seeing the evolution uh, that their lives have taken, that their dynamic has taken. And uh, so the t- treat I have for you today is Hot Wife Jules. I had her on, uh, I believe we said she was episode 57, which was in October of 2020. So it's been a, it's been a little while and, and she's been through a lot. A lot of positive things have gone on in her life. So why don't you say hi, Jules, to everyone? Hello, everyone. And like I said, thank you so much for, for carving out a little time to, to, to do this. It's wonderful to catch up with you again. Yeah, absolutely. So for those of you, like I said, I'm not going to go too much into any detail about your journey because, like I said, that was episode 57. Anyone who wants to hear it can kind of go back and listen to it and kind of familiarize uh, themselves with your story. But just to kind of give people a, a quick snapshot, Jules is the hot wife. She's incredibly fit, incredibly beautiful. And she is the one you may remember who got into uh, fitness competitions, if you remember her pictures. So that for those of you who are trying to remember, that's who, uh, who hot wife Jules is. She's the one who was very <laughs> candid and, and open about um, some of the things that she struggled to overcome at certain points of her life and she kind of came through the other side and she's just been blossoming and and growing and blooming and everything ever since. So like I said, I'm really glad to catch up with you and, and see what you've been up to. Yeah. So I guess we will start because I know you were working on this right about the time we did. I remember you telling me that it was in the works, but uh, you are a published author now. I am. I am. And in fact, it was right after we did our episode mm-hmm. that she launched. Yes. So why don't you tell my listeners a, a little bit about your about your book? Absolutely. You know, my book is the, the title. Let's start there. Mm-hmm. Um, the Making of a Woman. And this is a book. It's it's my memoir. You know, all my life growing up, um, I would you know tell people bits and pieces of my story and and the response I would get besides the bulging eyes were like, girl, <laughs> you need to write a book. And and so, you know, the cards finally have lined up and and it, it's been this miraculous event. I mean, to, I think just to even write your story is one thing in and of itself. Um, but then to actually, you know, put that baby in hard hardcover and then put it out to the world um, to get people's feedback. Uh, the questions that came back and, you know, doing podcasts, as you know, Michael, we touch people around the world. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm getting to hear other people's stories 
that were similar to mine. Um, you know, there was, it was, there's, there was laughs and, and there was tears and, and there was empathy. And it was, it was an unbelievable experience and, and it's still happening now. It's, it's just an ongoing um, project. And, and I'm so glad I took the plunge because it was a little scary in the beginning. Oh, no, I can imagine. So, I mean, uh, <laughs> one of the things that, that I've been wondering about and, and wanting to ask you about since, you know, you expressed an interest in kind of coming back and doing this follow-up episode was I'm just curious as what has it been like for you to be living your life so in such an authentic fashion, you know, you're, you're, you're not, it's not just that you wrote this book, um, but I know you had also appeared on a, a documentary um, that was from the UK and it's just, it's very open. You know, you're not holding, you're not hiding your face. You're not masking your voice. You know, you're, you're out there and you're putting yourself out there for the world to see. And I'm just, I've always been wondering, like, what does that feel like for you? Like, how empowering is that to be able to live your life on your terms in that way? Yeah. And as I'm listening to you, there was just so many layers, I think, my husband and I went through. Um, you know, I, I in the beginning, like I said, it, it's magnificent because you get amazing responses of, with other people who are also on their healing journey, right? So their hearts are open, their minds are open. You know, there's there's no judgment. But um, you know, when when the documentary first when it was it went live, it was it was in the UK. But now what's happened is it has been for sale to other networking companies around the world. And so recently it was bought up by a company in Australia. And somehow, I don't even know how, but my mother-in-law got a hold of it. Oh wow, okay. And and you know, of course, you know, this is a company that wants to promote this documentary. So what do we do? We get, you know, things that are going to just like completely intrigue your audience. And so, Michael, there's pictures of of me talking about the lifestyle. I have there's a there's an image of me with my red bottoms are in the air. I mean, it was just oh, wow. like, oh okay. my God, did <laughs> she really have to see this? But you know what? I think again, it's like for me, source has always been like every step of the way. And so, you know, if that would have happened right out of the gates, I probably would have ha- handled it a lot differently. Um, because a lot of the comments that were put in that particular post were horrific. Like I read them jokingly as, you know, my my husband and I were actually traveling. Um, and so we're in the rental car and I'm reading them jokingly and it's getting to the point where I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm getting like a sick feeling in my, in, in my stomach of like, these are real people. And so I actually, I kind of went through this almost like an, like an emotional hangover, you know, it was, it, it took a lot. And of course people are like, girl, you know, you don't supposed to read the comments, but you know what? Every one of us do (laughs) at least once. Right. And so I, I had, I had to, you know, I had to endure that and, you know, and I see it as I get to, because it, it, it prepares you, you know, it also gave me a balance to see that, even though through the podcasts, I was interacting with people who have become awakened and open up their hearts. And then now it's given me the contrast of people who, as they watched even that little blurb about the documentary, you know, screamed through text that I was jeopardizing, you know, what marriage really right. is. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so it, it was it was definitely the contrast. Um, 
but besides that, um, and and now I do not read the comments. Period. <laughs> um, it's it's been it's liberating. You know, it's I uh, on other sites people will say, hey. I think I saw you in this documentary. So it's like this whole world is coming together. And, you know, if you remember from the first first time I we sat down and had this conversation, I talked about living two lives, mm-hmm. two different worlds, right? And now what's happening is that I have the strength and that courage to to just bring everything into one complete circle. And it it's unbelievable. But I feel... I feel less afraid because I also have met other people like me Mm. by sharing my story. Um, So, you know, there's more power in the pack type of thing. And um, so I'm not alone doing it. Like, like it it would seem like I would be. So it's, um, it's actually less fearful being amongst 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 my people, I guess. I know. Absolutely. As one of the husbands coined, coined the phrase who was, who was on here, you know, being amongst your tribe. Yes. You know, the, the, those those people who get you. Uh, one of the things that I'm, I'm curious about when you're talking about the comments and, and the, 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 the people from outside of the lifestyle that were, for lack of a better phrase, you know, throwing stones. Mm-hmm. If you could put it into a percentage, what percentage would you say were those comment those types of comments coming from men versus coming from women? I mean, was it about evil I, or was it one side more you know, than the course, other? Of course, we're just going by, you know, whatever their screen name right, was. But, right. you know, I, I would say the majority of them, majority of them, I think, would have to fall on the woman's side. Mm-hmm. Um, and But I think also as women, we're extremely fearful of judgment. And, and so for us to judge is then to be judged. So I think that's why it really stirs up with women. You know, because they're trying to hold on to everything we have Mm -hmm. if by living, you know, by living the dogma. That's usually why I would live somebody else's truth. So, you know, I did get men saying, girl, (laughs) go for it. You know, like this is fantastic. But that particular post, um, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, had more negatives than it had positives. No, I just I just always find that interesting to see kind of where. Uh, to certain comments are, are coming from. Um, I know you've mm-hmm. done a, a number of podcasts and you've, you know, you've gotten out there a lot more since uh, you first appeared on my show a year and a half ago. And so one of the things I'm wondering is you talked about encountering people and hearing from people who have walked a similar path and, and everything like that. And I know what it feels like to put this out there and, and, and recognize that you're, you know, you're touching people from all over the world so I'm just curious, what story did you hear? What person did you contact that impacted you the most up to this point where you heard their story and it, it just had a really emotional effect on you to be able to connect or, with someone or contact someone or have someone who reached out to you where their story really impacted you? you don't, obviously, you don't have to say their name, but can you kind of just give my yeah. listeners an idea of what that story was like and how it made you feel? Yes. And there's actually, there's two answers if I can, but the first one, that, that, that profound comment I had, and oddly enough, I had my husband and I had met this couple at a lifestyle resort 
and neither of them were actually in the lifestyle. Instead, they just enjoyed being around, mm-hmm. um, you know, lifestylers. And so we had created a friendship. Ultimately, they traveled with us, you know, so we've had, we have friendship now. And um, I had sent her a copy of my book. And on, what was it? I think she was on her way. Unfortunately, what happened is she tried to commit suicide. Oh, goodness. And she told me, Jules, if I would have read your book that Wednesday before I tried that, I wouldn't have tried that. And it, I think it hit me so hard, the power of the word mm-hmm. and how important it is for me not to stay silent. Now, I don't need to screen things, but I do need to share with my friends. You know, I, I need to share things um, because ultimately that could have that could have changed your life. Um, and then you say, who, you know, the one who made the impact. Well, Michael, that was you. <laughs> <laughs> when my husband first showed me the website, Black Dwight, you know, and I was like, what is this? You know, this is back in a time when, you know, my husband's like the suggestion mode. Right. I'm sure there are stages everybody goes through, <laughs> but this was during the suggestion stage. And so I remember he's like, you know, there's this, and what do you think of this? And, and then, he, you know, he's like, I'm listening to this podcast. I was like, Oh God, I'm going to not listen to a podcast about this. I mean, <laughs> cause my ears were closed because it was so overwhelming. It was so overwhelming to think. And so and then too, I'm a woman coming from trauma. So I'm even more like my, I mean, my ears aren't only closed. They're like plugged shut. So I listened to, I think it's your first episode and you were describing, you know, what is a hot wife and you know, what's cuckolding and a stag and Dixon. And I was just like, oh my God. And you, you like, you simplified it. Not necessarily for me to fit in a box, but for me to find myself within what overwhelmed me and so that's really where where it started where I got like okay maybe maybe I can do this my brakes are still on though you know this (laughs) (laughs) but at least they the parking the emergency brake was now off (laughs) well I, 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 I must admit I'm I'm definitely flattered that I'm in your answer but what I'm actually looking for is since you've taken control of your own journey, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and people who you have touched directly yourself, you know, people who read your story, you know, people who resonated yeah. with your story. I'm just curious as to what response you've gotten from someone. It could, it could be an email that someone sent you, a letter, um, anything that just made you realize the impact that you were capable of having the impact that you are mm-hmm. having and that first sense of, you know, cause I remember when it happened with me, you know, when I got that mm-hmm. first letter and someone's writing to you and it kind of hits you mm. like, you know, we start off with these goals of, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this to help people. Like that's what we say to ourselves. I'm doing this to help people. Mm-hmm. And you hope that you can help someone, mm-hmm. but then you get that first letter where it's like, Oh my God, I actually helped somebody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what we wanted to do. Yeah. That's what we hope to do. Yeah. But then you get that first confirmation that, hey, that thing that you were setting out to do, well, guess what? You yeah. did it. Like, you, your story helped someone. And yeah. so I'm just curious to what that was like for you the first time that happened or the most impactful time that it happened. 
where it was like, oh, shit, (laughs) somebody was actually helped by what I said or what I did, you know. And mine was actually a colleague of my husband who then referred my book on to her, one of her dear friends. Mm -hmm. Now, um, and, and I think when she was like, you got to talk to Jules, you just, you just got to talk to Jules. And, you know, and, and when this, you know, I, I, of course told, you know, my husband's colleague, like, absolutely, you know, just tell her, you know, send me an email. Let's, let's set up some times to talk. And, and so when she wrote the email and I read through it and I was like, okay, yeah, this is, it just, you know, that I understand. Yes. Yes. And Michael, I got to the end of, you know, this, the signature <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding me? This woman is highly educated in in psychiatry i'm (laughs) and she's involved in like the schools Mm -hmm. you know and to have somebody like that reach out to me i it it was quite mind-blowing i'd always put people with all of those initials after their name i always put them on such a high pedestal and and this woman We've had multiple phone conversations, you know, asking questions and and what would you suggest? And it's like, oh, my gosh. And it just it solidifies that we are all human. Mm -hmm. We are all people. We all have hearts and feelings and fears. And if we can bust past some of the stuff that holds us back, we really can live a really exciting life. Mm -hmm. But that takes courage. No, absolutely. That's probably that was probably the most profound one. Where in fact I was like, I came in and I told my husband to stop his call. I was like, hold on, you've got to see this. <laughs> well, I mean, you're I, I can imagine that being something about your story that resonates with a lot of people. You know, and I mm-hmm. realized this when we talked the first time and it's done nothing but grow um, you know, since then. But your entire journey is about courage. You know, yeah. from 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 overcoming your your own struggles to, you know, throwing your hat into an arena that you had very little experience with, as far as the the competition to 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 put mm-hmm. yourself up there on stage with all of these other <laughs> women who have been doing it for far longer, and you know, basically, you know, because of the nature of what you're doing, allowing yourself to be judged, you know, yeah. just so so openly, and then you know, with the book and the documentary and like I said in that documentary you're not pulling any punches I mean I remember you you know uh, when I visited you know you guys you were nice enough to kind of give me a a sneak peek at it and like I said there was no covering of your face there was no you know uh, hiding what you did in the bedroom it wasn't an explicit look but it was still something that left very little (laughs) to the imagination like it's like okay yeah she's doing that Oh yeah, you know, she is. Yeah, like this this is this is really going down. And so your yeah. your whole journey is about displaying courage. And yeah. so for me, it's very easy for me to see how that specific part of it resonates so much with people, you know, and that and and them drawing, you know, inspiration from that courage that you showed. So it's it's mm-hmm. definitely cool to see other people you know uh you know picking up on that because like i said for me your entire journey and 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 evolution has been about showing courage in the in the face of adversity and and putting yourself out there 
knowing, like you said, that there are going to be those comments that come, but also having the belief and knowing that, you know what, if I have to take a handful of negative comments to help one person, you know what, I'll take those shots. You know, it's worth it. You know what, there was a feeling like that too. As I thought about that and I thought about all the other women who are afraid of those words, Mm -hmm. those comments, it almost like I had this warrior feeling like hit me. Hit me. It's like I, I these girls are behind me and you are not going to hurt them. It, it's it's a really a weird kind of thing to say, but it's like say the words, but don't don't hurt other people. I can take it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, I can take your hit. But yeah, it's. um, Yeah, it is. It takes courage. No, it absolutely. Does. And, yeah. One of the other things that I wanted to touch on when we first did your uh, your episode you and your husband were kind of walking this kind of stag vixen path. And I know through conversations that we've had and, you know, obviously I follow you on Twitter and seeing things that have been posted, you know, and I specifically remember a, a comment that he made, but I'll, I'll address that after you kind of speak on it, but I, I definitely want to bring it up because it, it tickled me when I, when I saw him write that, but I know that your dynamic has undergone an evolution in itself. So can you kind of give my listeners an idea of, of where you guys were when we did that episode a year and a half ago versus where you, what lane your dynamic is in now? My gosh, that seems like a hundred years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Because when, when you and I had first met and I mean, I was just taking a few steps into this lifestyle um, and so, and again, if you can imagine, it's like, I've got, I've got a lot of, of, uh, like armor on me, mm-hmm. right. Because now I'm going into a realm where I'm going to not only be around a lot of men there, I'm going to be having sex with men. I, I, you know, is my, is my husband, is he, is he trustworthy? You know, so I, I work through a lot of things to be able to get where we're at today and in a lot of conversations, mm-hmm. but, you know, to always, you know, I've been married to my husband for eight years, yet the trauma is there's still that voice sometimes saying, gosh, is he doing that for his own benefit or mine? You know, so so when we first started, um, I mean, I, I demanded that I am the one who, you know, I'm in control of this. Right. I'm, I'm in control of everything. You know, he is just to make sure kind of like my safety measure, almost like he was there to make sure that logistics were good and, you know, and that I could enjoy this. And, you know, and, and, and that's really where it stayed for a while until I was able to take that next step forward. Right. And so and, and this has happened over the course of, of this year and a half. And now I think we all evolve at different stages. And so little did I know as I was evolving, he was too. And maybe it was the courage that he saw that, you know, that allowed him to take some of the steps. Um, Because I think as a cuck, a cuckold, it's such a derogatory um, understanding of of what it is or a um, a misconception of what it is. And so for my husband to take that title it, it was extremely uncomfortable, you know, and, 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 and I don't know if he'll evolve anymore or what, or whatever that'll be. But at this point where we're at is that, you know, he, 
he is there from the beginning all the way to the end. I mean, he helps me with logistics. He's involved in all of this. The idea that I'm, you know, getting ready for this date and, you know, to see his, like, his giddiness and, like, oh, my gosh, he's, you know, and and I'm telling him I'm a little nervous. And he's like, oh, this is, you're going to do great. I think you're going to look good if you wear this and like this. And so he's like my best friend in a sense. <laughs> and then, you know, and then, you know, he, he drives me from A to B, you know, and now he's taking care of his queen and you know and, and we're getting you know to whatever you know uh, event or whatnot that we're going to be at and you know and then it comes down to where you know he of course he's there in the room with me um i will you know give that little that little smirk every once in a while you know even though he's not actually engaging with me at that moment he knows that I, you know he's on my mind um he, he will join sometimes. Again, we are very like, energy people. If it's there, yeah, you know, we'll go for it. If it's not, we don't. Um, and now it's to the point where, you know, he's, he's comfortable cleaning me up afterwards. You know, so I think it, it's, it's evolved, um, but at his pace. And I think more than anything is just allowing him that space. You know, like it, it was imperative for me not to be like, well, you know, you're a cuck. Like, you know, it is. You just you just don't want the title. You know, it was it was imperative that I did not force that, you know. And today, you know, we, we just talk about being open minded. That's what our relationship is. Right. Because we don't do well with boxes. I still struggle with boxes. <laughs> and so it's like, no, I'm Jules and this is my husband. There's no box. Well, what are the, and it's 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 interesting because labels come up so much, and sometimes I feel like almost like I'm I'm contradicting myself. But what mm. I want people to understand is is I think labels help just to kind of as like a guide. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Kind of like that 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 rope along the side of the path to just kind of help people, you know, to to find their way. But I don't like to see people. I don't want people to feel like they're defined by those labels because at the end of the day, it's as long as it works for you and your partner and you guys yeah. are on the same page, that's that's what's important because I mean, I meet couples all the time and they're like, well, we don't necessarily fit this. We're not that kind of cut couple or we're not mm-hmm. that kind of stag vixen couple. And I'm like, there is mm-hmm. no that kind of, you know, you are your <laughs> you are you are your own, you know, type, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's almost like a like a chili recipe or a gumbo recipe, you know, you know, like you ask a hundred people and there's like a hundred <laughs> different recipes, you know, it's all classified as gumbo or chili, but everybody has yeah. their own spin on how they make it. And mm-hmm. that's what this lifestyle kind of reminds me of because there's so many people that do it, you know, in their own way. And my thing is, you know, if you can draw inspiration from the way that somebody else is doing it, that's fine, but don't look at the mm-hmm. way somebody else is doing it and feel like you're doing it wrong or feel like you're doing it incorrectly Uh, yes or we're not a real couple because we're not doing it that way you know i don't Mm -hmm. like to see people kind of burden themselves with those kinds of expectations um you just you just you just find what works for you and you do it you know you do it the way that works best for you your partner and 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 your particular situation and that you're able to find um you know, bulls that complement, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know what it is you're looking for. So picking from what you just said, so basically you, you and your husband have kind of evolved more onto the cuckolding 
um, side of things. Mm-hmm. So what I'm curious about, and I'd like you to kind of share it with my listeners, is how natural did it come to you? Because, you know, you heard me in the beginning explain how, you know, for me, the differences that I saw between cuckolding and hot wifing was I don't pay attention to the acts that people do. For me, it's more of mm-hmm. that division of sexual power. And when mm-hmm. the majority of that power is in the hands of the woman, for me and what I've witnessed, that's when it starts to take on that cuckolding type of feel because she is the one who is firmly in control of mm-hmm. everything pertaining to the sexual aspect of, of, of their dynamic. So I'm just curious, mm-hmm. was that a, a smooth transition for you? Did it feel natural or were there some kind of bumps along the way where you kind of had to get used to it? It came very natural for me. Um, when my husband and I first entered the swinging community, this open lifestyle idea, um, it was very uncomfortable for me because I thought I would have to go in and let others make decisions. And it was just very uncomfortable. Um, and if you remember, I used to be a pro-dom. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very comfortable in that leading role of you know overseeing everything and being able to feel things out. And so that's my wheelhouse. But in the swinging community, it didn't seem to fit, right? Not, not everybody likes that woman. Right. And so as we continue to evolve, and now we've found that niche. Um, and there's, there's a lot of times that my husband completely has the reins, right? But he has the reins for me. Like I was saying, logistics, for instance. Mm-hmm. You know, what am I going to wear that night? You know, it's, so it's, it, I think when you look at power, it always has two sides to it. But ultimately, when it comes down to, you know, the scene itself, I'm the one who's navigating because I'm the one that has that amazing, um, that, that, that energetic connection with who, I, who I'm with. So it comes very natural. Um, and honestly, I think a lot of women have that. Um, but society has programmed us opposite to to believe it or to push those feelings down or don't cry or so you know i think that's something else that's kind of coming to the light for other women as well we're starting to see the power we have no absolutely you absolutely do have it and i I love it when when uh, women like yourself uh become aware of it one of the things that i'm I'm, um, would like to get your take on is once a woman starts to enter that cuckolding realm and you start to recognize and understand the power that you have, not only over yourself, but over your partner as well. And I'm just curious how the realization came to you as far as, okay, I'm, I'm possessing all of this power now, so now it falls on me and on my shoulders to make sure that my husband is getting the fulfillment that, you know, because let's be honest, this, in this lifestyle, a lot of the wives, it's almost like you're encouraged to be selfish, you know, (laughs) like it almost comes with the territory. Like you're encouraged to go after what you want and to seek out what you want and to do what makes you feel good. And it's almost like these husbands are there like, you know, Hey, I want you to do everything that you want to do, but just don't forget about me. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't yeah. don't forget about the things that, 
make me happy, the things that turn me on, the things that excite me. So I'm just curious, mm-hmm. did when that dawned on you, how did you learn to deal with it? Like, oh, okay, now I'm responsible for making sure that he gets out of this, regardless of what that may be, making sure mm-hmm. that he's taken care of as well. Like, how did you mm-hmm. come to grips with that? How do you juggle it? How do you manage it? For me, it comes very intuitively. Mm-hmm. And again, I have my background. So, you know, even though, and, and that's what I was just saying, power has two sides, mm-hmm. right? So yes, I may be the one, you know, in this dominant role per se, but ultimately I, well, I have to be submissive to him and give him his needs, right? So it's like, there's kind of like a, a double-sided to it. But what I see this as is I'm providing something for my husband that shows him that I love him. So, and also just tapping into my own natural, um, just my own sexual energy and, and what my body's craving, for instance, right? So say I'm totally enjoying all of this and, and I mean, we're ramping up and, and the sex is amazing. And I haven't cleared this with my husband. I know his boundaries, but I haven't like necessarily said, at this date, we're going to do this, you know, none of that's been said. And so we're, you know, we're wrapping up in this amazing scene and, and perhaps I want to be double penetrated. So then I simply just you know, look at my husband, you know, tell him whatever I need him to do if, you know, to get undressed or whatever the case may be. And, and you no, know, join me, come join me. So ultimately my husband's goal is to see me in this euphoric pleasure that zone that we get into, he sits back and he's just like, she is the most amazing woman. I mean, this is where my husband really lights up, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's more about that energy that's taking place. Not that I'm necessarily having sex with another individual. Right. Right. And so then as we're in that space together, then I pull him in because he's the reason why all of this is happening is our relationship. So for me, it comes very natural to be like, because he's on my mind. That's that's the reason why that's why I'm I'm doing what I'm doing is because we enjoy doing this. So I don't necessarily ever forget about him because he's always right there. No, that's that's uh, fantastic. Something else that I'd, I'd like to ask you. Um, in the time since you were last on on my show. And as you started to walk more down this this, this cuckolding path with your husband, mm-hmm. what's something that stands out to you that you've learned about yourself through, you know, this cuckolding aspect of your of your journey? Like, what's been the biggest revelation or something that you learned about yourself that was like, oh? okay, I can do that, or I didn't know I had that in me, or you know what, I didn't think I would like that, but I do, or the kind of person that you become as a result of it. For me, it has a lot to do about unlearning things that I carried around, Mm -hmm. right? Um, To wear the clothing I wear proudly as I walk through the hotel lobby with my, my husband on one side and my lover on the other. Um, the looks, the looks you get from the women, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, of course, the looks you get from the men, they're like, oh, my God, she's real. Right. <laughs> um, you know, I think for me, a lot of this has continued to my journey is a continue. Right. So it's continued to show me 
that as a woman or anybody, as a person, I the bigger my heart is, the stronger I am. So the more understanding I am, the more just down to earth I am with people. Um, it, it just gives me more confidence. Um, I think there's a lot to be said to be the one who leads mm -hmm. the relation sex life. So I'm the one who says, hey, <laughs> you want to go do this tonight? And, I, and he's thrilled by the idea. Um, before, I didn't, I think because I was so indecisive, I didn't know if I really wanted to or not wanted to. And, and, and what's happened over time of doing this is, is I feel that sense of confidence, like, hey, I want to, I just want to do this. And I think another key thing is that I can just go and engage in this act, we'll say, and it does not come with a package. It does not come, it doesn't have to come with dinner. It doesn't have to come with breakfast. It doesn't, it doesn't have to come with anything. And so there's this freedom that takes place as well, especially again, when I hang out with like-minded people. Um, but I think foremost, it's, it's, it's confidence. And then just understanding that like the people who made those rude comments, mm -hmm. everybody's on their own journey. Uh, you, you, you provide me with a, a nice segue here because I, this is something else that I wanted to ask you about. Doing what you do from a competition standpoint, when you, do, when you enter these fitness competitions, mm -hmm. one of the things that I often talk about, about one of the uh, effects that this participating in this lifestyle has on women is the, the confidence that they get in themselves and how that confidence sometimes... Uh, filters through to other aspects of their life, whether it's confidence in dealing with their families, confidence in, in the workplace, or, you know, confidence in other ways. So I'm just curious, have you felt that at all? Like, have you felt how being in this role and living your life in such an authentic fashion, how has it affected the way you see yourself, the way you feel about yourself when you're walking across that stage in these competitions? Like, do you feel it when you're around these other women like do you do you I guess what I'm asking is do you does it give you the ability to say that wow these some of these other women even though they're in these competitions their confidence seems to be a lot more fragile mm. like is that something that you've noticed at all I'm just curious for me it happened the other way around so the confidence after doing, in fact, I went to a national show and I placed third. Mm -hmm. And that was an unbelievable experience for me. That was one of my pivotal points of where I was just like, holy shit. Like all the, all the things I was hearing in my head, they are not true. Look at this trophy, right? Mm -hmm. um, so for me doing those sorts of things, it absolutely bleeds into every other part of my life. Right. And I think that is also the reason why I can do what I'm doing so openly with with, you know, with my husband. Um, I I think what happens more so when I'm around people such as the girls at the shows or even women at the gym. I mean, usually in the competitors world, because we're so focused on body and there's there's always like a little bit of like sexual energy because we're looking at beautiful people, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so there, of course, there's a little bit of, you know, there's things that go on at the gym. It's just like high school. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I think, what, I think what happens more so is that um, 
people are not as evolved in in their sexuality as I am. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like when I, you know, I make some comment, you know, like I'll say something like, oh, yeah, we're going to go out to this place for dinner, which happens to be, say, a topless club. And, uh, and it, you know, a girl will be like, isn't that, uh, it's like, yeah, we're going to go have dinner. And like, you go there with your husband for dinner. And it's kind of, so it's like, it's, it's like giving, <laughs> giving, giving a baby a steak. Right. They don't even like, it's kind of like, oh, and, and so in a sense, it's like, it's like, I have more knowledge. I have more understanding, but you know what? I used to be that girl. So I totally get it. I used to be the girl who was the fragile one. And be like, oh, my God, your husband's probably going to cheat on you if you're going to go to that kind of place. And, I mean, I've evolved from that. Mm -hmm. So, again, it's all part of the journey. So have you ever encountered anyone since your journey began who – has there been any crossing of the streams? Like has there been anyone in a competition who either – recognizes you or knows about your story or is in the lifestyle Mm -hmm. themselves or that hasn't happened for you yet? Well, (laughs) (laughs) Well. so the documentary, uh, there's a part in the documentary is it was kind of like the day in the life of Jules. Mm -hmm. And so of course the cameraman followed me into the gym. So the people of course in the gym didn't know what that was, what was all going on with the cameraman and, but of course I had to get consents and right. all of that. And so management um, at the time took it upon themselves to put that out to all the people in the gym. So, um, so that was pretty much it. Again, it was hearsay. So I don't really necessarily care. Um, other than anything on social media, um, most of the people who are in my circle this does not surprise them. <laughs> so, because they that they've known me majority of you know a good chunk of my life. So, um, and I also just don't hang with people who are who are not like me and or maybe judgmental. So, you know, Michael, even if there has been, I've been blessed to not be caught up in it. I don't have anything to prove to anybody, and and that. That really feels good. <laughs> no, it really feels good. <laughs> no, I, I, I imagine that it does. I, I feel something similar in that, you know, like I, I, I know what that kind of armor feels like. So it's it, it definitely yeah. puts a smile on my face to hear others who are experiencing <laughs> it as well, because it's very freeing, you know, to 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 get to that elevated place where you're like, you know what, I am not going to be concerned about what, not only what other people think about me, but especially when it's people who I don't care about. Not that you, you know, don't like them or anything like that, but it's like you have very little agency in my life. So why should Mm -hmm. I allow what you think to affect how I see myself? You know, I'm not going to give you that kind of power because you haven't earned it. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, and I, before this, though, before any of this, I mean, that's that's how my life was, because the people around me, when they would, you know, however they were judging me, gauging me, whatever, that would determine if that relationship was staying together or, you know, I was doing that chameleon thing all the time. And so now, you know, now to be like, you know what, I, I guess because what I do, I do from a place of love. I, I think that's really what helps me get through it's just like I just talked about the baby and the steak. It's like you have no concept. So, baby, I don't expect you to understand, right? See, like there's that open heart. 
and and everything I do with my husband, it, it's because I love him. And I love being able to be able to provide this sort of scenario in this space that pleases both of us. I see nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. In fact, the complete opposite. No, that's 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 uh, awesome to hear. Um, now, <laughs> when we talked before, you were just kind of cutting your teeth on the uh, on the OnlyFans. Like I know that that was something you had just kind of started and we're kind of dipping your feet in it and seeing how it went and, and everything mm-hmm. like that and i know that um in the year and a half that's passed since we did that you've you've definitely ramped things up um, a bit <laughs> and, and so i mean obviously you say things so delicately <laughs> <laughs> i mean obviously i'm no stranger to it i know a number of wives yeah. who, who have only fans yeah. so uh what i'm curious to find out from you is what is it what does it do for you? Like, what do you personally get out of having an OnlyFans? You know, I think first off, I I enjoy people watching me. Mm-hmm. That's one of my niches. I, I've always enjoyed that. I was a topless dancer. I mean, it's 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 part of my DNA, and I really enjoy that. Um, in the beginning, it was again to provide space for people, gentlemen, mostly, that don't have this at home. People vicariously live through my page. Everything from, you know, pictures of me at the gym to, you know, full videos of me with my lovers. Um, I think, again, if we have more people who think like I do or feel like I do, it doesn't make it so weird, right? And so that's kind of what I'm doing is like I'm giving back now um, there's other fantastic benefits. Like, first off, I get my husband's like, we need content. And I was like, yes, we do. <laughs> so it definitely has a little push when it comes to seeking out lovers. And, you know, so that's been really exciting. I've never been able to experience that to this level before. Um, and, and then, of course, I get to interact with other people, again, like-minded folks, and hear their stories. Um, And also coming from where I've come from with great fears of financial insecurities, this is also proved to me that that is not that is not truth. So on a lot of levels, um, for some reason, I feel like I'm this warrior or kind of that, you know, for the underdog. Right. And, you know, there are a lot of women who would not agree to any sort of, you know, non-traditional, I guess, I don't even know if that's the case anymore, but that non-traditional lifestyle, uh, you know, sexual lifestyle. And so I have primarily cuck, cuckold men who are on my fan, they're my fans, message chatters, and they ask questions. And I mean, so I get to be that person that they want to experience, Mm -hmm. but from a distance. So it's really rewarding on a lot of different levels. No, it, and it it I'm always curious as to what different women get out of, uh, you know, especially aside from the monetary aspect, because that's kind of you know that's kind of out mm-hmm. there and and in, in, in the forefront. But I know that there, mm-hmm. there 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 are other motivations. You know, there are other things mm-hmm. driving you besides just that because I feel like if that's the only reason why you're doing it then I think that the it's not as fun and it can feel more like work if you're not getting any other kind of enjoyment out of it so I'm always curious to hear Mm -hmm. 
what those what those other motivations are and 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 how much they you know they 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 motivate you um i'm curious have you ever met a fan like have you ever <laughs> met someone that came to you through your only fans like that's how no because i have to say I have to say that we cannot meet any of our fans. The platform, it's actually, it's absolutely prohibited. So I have to answer no to that question. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, moving on. (laughs) What are, like I said, I I know that there has definitely been this, and we've touched on it, this accelerated, uh, you know, growth with you. I mean, you had taken some steps prior Mm -hmm. to us meeting before, and in that, you know, year and a half since then, you've, going on this like tremendous upward uh, trajectory so I'm just curious from a sexual standpoint what has the last year and a half been like for you how has Jules grown sexually speaking in that time more comfortable with a lot of things um Again, I was concerned about the things that I enjoyed that other people wouldn't understand, mm-hmm. right? That's pretty much what this this whole thing is about. And I think, once again, the support of the people I surround myself with, my husband is my number one cheerleader. He will, you know, I'll say something. Like, for instance, he was the first person that I was truly comfortable having anal sex with mm-hmm. in all my years. <laughs> and and. And and now and now it's 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 seen more as does this make you feel good? Do you enjoy this? I love this. Do it again, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 so what happens is is like I I now will then go in you know whoever you know I'm going to meet up with my lover and we're going to talk about you know things we like and don't like and and I think once again it's like I I've been given the opportunity of other people. Who are who have already trudged this road, right? They've already busted through what other people think, and you know that sort of thing. And so when I say something like you know double penetration, not an eyebrow is raised, you know. But <laughs> in other circles, my God, they're like, what is DP? You know. <laughs> so I think <laughs> I think more times than not, it's like it just feels like this. I'm comfortable to try things, and maybe it's because I trust myself more. And I do have, I do have a sense of control here, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's not how it used to be. Um, you know, even back, this is one thing that has not changed yet, Michael, is that my bucket list, <laughs> I want to have a gangbang. And I say that because I want that like overwhelming fulfillment because mm-hmm. I love to be full. Right. And to have it like multiple times and just all of that energy. I mean, it's almost like I was, I'm going to burst is the idea, you know, and, and I have not the courage. I haven't had the courage to do that one quite yet. Um, I do know that I, I have a standing, <laughs> a standing group that is like, you just let us know. It should pretty much be at the point for you now where it's like just making that one phone call, like, OK, I'm ready. <laughs> it totally is. Is and it, better yet, Michael, my husband will make the call. Yeah. I don't have to do anything except say yes. Right. Just, just but, say yes um, and show up. <laughs> exactly. You know, but to even to even be okay with that, you know, because I this body is meant for me to enjoy, 
not to shame or cover up or say that it isn't right or that it's ugly. It's like it's the complete opposite. And I think the more that that like that's brought into me, um, you know, the the more open I am, which ultimately makes my life more fulfilling. Um, and, and I love, I think also with people who make content, we, my husband and I, we stay amongst people who are content creators. Again, we, we kind of know the boundaries and we are all having the same motive. And, you know, so I, I just, you know, met up with a woman over the weekend and, and made some amazing content. You know, it's just like this freedom. It's, it's the epiphany, like, mm-hmm. of just, yeah, I don't have anything telling me no, because this is my body. This is my experience. How amazing is that? And I got a great, my, I mean, like I said, my husband, I would be nowhere without his, without his support, nowhere. He's been magnificent. So, but I've had to learn how to trust him as well, but I hope in the next time we do another uh, another uh, episode, Michael, mm-hmm. I hope the bucket list has a big check. Okay, let's just put that I, out there. I, I, I have a feeling I if, if, if I was a gambling man, <laughs> if I was a betting man, <laughs> I, w- I, w- I would say that, especially if another, you know, 18 months goes by uh, uh, before we, you know, when we do another follow-up, I, I have yes. a feeling, I have a feeling that that box will be checked. But that's just me. I could be wrong. You I, might yeah. be the first person I call yeah. afterwards. You know, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I have a feeling yeah. that, that that box is, is, is going to be checked. Um, <laughs> before I, I, I let you get out of here, yeah. you know, one of the things that I always strive to do with my show, and, and, I, and I hope that I've done it, um, is empowering women. You know, even if it's as simple as letting them know that, hey, this path exists for you if you choose to pursue it. In other words, there's more out there than the bill of goods you've been sold your entire life. Like there is another option. Um, And I try to bring them stories of women who have taken that alternative path and who have talked openly about what they had to overcome to be able to walk it. And so before I, I, I let you get out of here, just kind of talk to my listeners about what that feels like to a having gone through the journey of becoming an empowered woman yourself. And I don't mean just appearing, appearing empowered, but actually feeling empowered and embracing that empowerment what that feels like to having made that journey yourself to now being able to witness other women walking it and 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 becoming empowered themselves like what does that feel like from your perspective you know it would be like me trying to tell you um what a banana tastes like if you've never tasted one you don't know what it feels like, right? I could not describe to somebody who hasn't felt it. Mm-hmm. But what I can say is the the baby steps that I took along this route have been things like I would write about things. Journaling is a very strong tool for me. So even just in my secret little space, I would write about, you know, God, I would love to watch this or see that or 
just have a conversation, right? Um, another thing was just wearing things that made my body feel pretty. If that would be a, a belly chain, I love to wear my little belly chain. Um, I wear that sailing, <laughs> you know, um, I, anything that would make me feel feminine, sexy, because this empowerment we speak of, again, it's an energy from within. And so you cannot fake it because we will know right. <laughs> the ones who have it, we will know. But so if that's how it is, you know, I've been told if you want to have self-esteem, do esteemable things, you know, like, like do things that are uncomfortable. And it may be, it may be something as simple as rolling the window down and giving the, the panhandler $5, Right. I mean, something as small as that, like get get comfortable being uncomfortable because that's where the growth is. And so and you'll be surprised, like I had no idea, but like things will just start. They're drawn to you. Like, you know, like, for instance, if you're working on your wardrobe, right, think you'll start hearing and finding different avenues or things that fit the budget or so things start to almost like manifest over the things you're looking for. I also am a big believer on, you know, if I'm surrounded by people, right? Um, so I have images, like in my house, I have a beautiful picture of Sophia Loren. Mm -hmm. She was somebody I've always seen as an empowered woman. She still hangs on my wall today, you know? So do things like that, like make it, you know, make it an intention that this is what you want to do. Start listening to other people. These podcasts are off the charts. You, right now, I'm reading, listening to one. It, it said something like, fuck like a goddess. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, I must get this book. You know, and so she tells her story. So, like, that would be, you know, and what happens is the space that you create is totally authentic. That's the beautiful thing about it is it's only yours. And it has ebb and flow, as everything does. If it, I would say, if, if you're not blowing bubbles, girls, you're not, you're not doing it right. This is not an easy track, right? But it's worth it. And we know it's worth it when we're on the right track and we just keep going. And sometimes they're just baby steps. And then sometimes they're huge plunges where you're jumping off a cliff. But it's you'll know it when you're on, you know, when you're on that path, you'll know it. And it, it's it's a beautiful journey. No, Scary, it, but it, beautiful. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it definitely is. And it, it, it gives me uh, an unspeakable amount of pleasure to watch it. You know, to watch, you know, I mean, I, I've been fortunate enough to witness so many of those baby steps and so many of those first steps and so many of those plunges, you know, yeah. and it's, it's just a very rewarding feeling to watch this countless stream of women just develop that belief in themselves. You know, and we and, are and, stepping up. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And it's it's, yeah. it's 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 a pleasure to have a front row seat, uh, you know, mm -hmm. to it all. Um, I want to give you an opportunity because, like I said, we touched on a number of things, so I kind of yeah. want to go through them just to kind of sum everything up. Your book, the title, and how people can find it: "The Making of a Woman," and the website. TheMakingOfAWoman.com. Okay. You can purchase it from there. And I know that you're on Twitter. How can people find you on Twitter? Uh, 
Twitter for the book or uh, for both for whatever Twitters you have, feel free to, to list them all. Okay. This, this well, is the part where you get off, to promote anything, yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so anything to do with the book. So if you're interested to see like where I came from or any, any of this, the things I've gone through, um, it, the book is where you're going to find a lot of that. So that's going to be everything. All the social channels is on the website, the making of a woman.com. Now, if you're looking for, after that and forward, <laughs> that then is going to be, let me see, my Twitter. My Twitter is modern, sexy, fit, and one. So, Michael, we'll put that in the notes, right? Mm-hmm. I have it right I'll read it to okay. people. That's at okay. modern, sexy, fit, and one. So that's M O D E R N S E X Y. F-I-T-N as in Nancy, the number one. No hyphens, no underscores, just all written together. Yes, perfect. Okay. And um, your documentary, is there a way for people to find it? Or is it just kind of, you know, like you know, they just have to stumble the, across it? <laughs> you know, that's a kind of a stumble thing. I've heard a couple people, like, get alternate VPNs and to be able to look for it. Um, actually, you, you'll see postings about it on my Twitter. You know, I, I have it kind of just in the background um, because legally it will have to be um, brought into the U.S. before any sort of promoting can go on here. So unfortunately, I I, I, did, I signed it all away. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, you might just have to trip upon that. <laughs> and uh, your OnlyFans, how can they find your OnlyFans? Uh, yes. You will also find that on my Twitter, um, but you will also find my OnlyFans. It is at Modern Sexy Fitness Girl. And let me see if I can read that to people if it's on your, let's see here, because I just want to make sure I'm directing people the right way. Okay, uh, on OnlyFans, it's Modern Sexy Fitness Girl, all one word, no hyphens, no underscores, M-O-D-E-R-N-S-E-X-Y-F-I-T-N-E-S-S-G-I-R-L, Modern Sexy Fitness Girl. Well, Jules, it's been fantastic catching up with you again. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know... uh, not to sound strange or anything, but just proud of you. You know what I'm saying? Having met mm-hmm. you and, and, and knowing where you were at that time mm-hmm. and, and seeing how much things have changed changed for you and evolved and just the the level of of fierceness that you're walking this path. You know, like I said, the authenticity mm-hmm. that you're displaying is it's just been a joy to watch. It it really has been and seeing you you know, spreading your story on all of these different, you know, podcasts and 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 other outlets and 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 everything like that. It's just it's just been a real pleasure to kind of just sit back and take it all in and just watching and seeing how far you're taking everything. So it's you know, for someone who I definitely consider a friend, there's a tremendous amount of admiration there. And I appreciate being able to to talk these stories with you. Because you remember when. <laughs> oh, absolutely. absolutely. So I, I do. I appreciate that. And all the time you put in listening to me and, and, and patience. 
you've had a lot of patience. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, well, it's definitely something that serves me well in this lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I often joke about, you know, like I've, I've always been a very patient person. And you know, I was that person who I could sit on, you know, customer service for hours on end and, and not lose mm-hmm. my composure. But I would often say to myself, you know, like, God, you had, you, I hope that you gave me this patience for a reason other than just being able to wait on customer service. And then I started living with, then I started living with two women and it's like, Oh, okay. Now it all makes sense. Oh, there it is. That's, that, that's why you gave me all. Oh, and you're going to give me a teenager too. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I get yes. why I have all this, all this patience now because it is, I, it's, I, I, I need it. Let's just say I need it yeah. like air. It, I, my life would not work without it. So, but no, but it, it's, it's, it's been a pleasure. And so before I let you get out of here, I just want to give a special shout out to my Patreon supporters. Uh, like I said, I would not be able to do what I do if it wasn't for uh, your continued support. And so I mean this with every fiber of my being from the bottom of my heart. I love you guys. And I appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, for those of you who are not yet Patreon supporters, pardon me, as I always say, maybe this will be the episode that will make you say, you know what, we like what this Michael C. guy is doing. We feel like he's doing the lifestyle of true service, and we want to see him continue doing what he's doing. Um, so with that being said, I'm your host, Michael C. This has been another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. I want to say a special shout out to my my lovely guest, Jules. Thank you again. And to my you listeners. You are welcome. I will see you when I see you. Peace.